You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Trump officially being indicted for falsifying business records. Pastor Greg Locke being sued, asking God to strike him dead if the lawsuit is legitimate, and then admitting the lawsuit is legitimate. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you prefer to contact me in text form, just go to my website, owenmorgan.com, and click Contact Me in the top right corner. It's one of the menu items. If you're on a phone, just hit the little hamburger menu button in the top left, and you should see Contact Me in the list so yeah go to my website check it out i would appreciate that very much behold the atheist's nightmare now if you study a well-made banana you'll find them the atheist's nightmare stampede 122 kind of random here but ray comfort is known as the banana man because at one point ray tried to use the banana of all things to disprove evolution that's a good point and i have to say that's you know, there are worse things to use a banana for. There are some other things that say, this is Deep Lord, the Amazing Atheist used a banana for that may not have been as uh, credible or whatever. You won't get that unless you were on YouTube six years ago. Shot across the bow of the Amazing Atheist, TJ Kirk. So yeah, uh, so this is Ray Comfort and on the left, Kirk Cameron on the right, and they're trying to disprove evolution. Uh, just, you know what? I won't interrupt. Just listen to what they say about it. It gets weird. Hold this, Kirk. Jesus Christ, where did that banana come from? That just came out of nowhere. Where was he keeping this banana just now? Let's just let's just watch that again. Watch his hand closely here. Hold this, Kirk. That thing came out of nowhere. Uh, what, what's the saying? If it was a snake, I'd be dead by now. Hold this, Kirk. Behold... The Atheist's Nightmare. Now, if you study a well-made banana, you'll find on the... The Atheist's Nightmare. ...find on the far side, there are three ridges. On the close side, two ridges. If you get your hand ready to grip a banana, you'll find on the far side, there are three grooves. On the close side, two grooves. The banana and the hand are perfectly made one for the other. You know, not for nothing, but I think that there are other objects shaped very similarly to a banana that also fit perfectly in the hand, which you also complain about people grabbing onto and playing with. So it seems to me that the banana being shaped like something that can be held in a hand is not a good explanation for why it exists in that form. It's not a good reason to think that God created it that way or whatever. You'll find the maker of the banana, Almighty God, has made it with a non-slip surface. It has outward indicators of inward contents, green, too early, yellow, just right, black, too late. Now, if you go to the top of the banana, you'll find, as with the soda can makers, they placed a tab at the top, so God has placed a tab at the top. When you pull the tab, the contents don't squirt in your face. Oh, so many jokes to be had here. So many jokes. You'll find the wrapper, which is biodegradable, has perforations. Notice, Dude, listen real closely. When I replay this, like when I edit this, I'm going to amplify the sound. You can hear, this is a beautiful sound, dude. Listen to the banana being peeled. You can actually hear it. It's just, God, bananas are so good, right? Don't squirt in your face. You'll find the wrapper, which is biodegradable. You hear that? That little 
kind of zipper sound. Oh, beautiful. Love bananas. Degradable has perforations. Notice how gracefully it sits over the human hand. Notice it has a point at the top for ease of entry. It's just the right shape for the human mouth. Yeah, so... <laughs> Anyways, very comfort. Yeah, that's the banana man. I but thank you for taking me down memory lane. Uh, this is a really funny video. I love this video to death. It's really good. Anyways, it's completely absurd for if no other reason than because the banana is actually man-made. The original actual banana you find in the wilds that God would have created or whatever is nearly inedible. It's like a potato shape. It's impossible to open. Full of seeds. Disgusting. We selected for this. We used evolution to turn the banana into what he's eating right now. So it's complete nonsense. Dude had no idea what he was talking about. This is from NPR. Utah's new social media law means children will need approval from parents. Utah became the first state to enact laws limiting how children can use social media after Republican Governor Spencer Cox signed a pair of measures Thursday that require parental consent before kids can sign up for sites like TikTok and Instagram. Wow, that's... I mean, are we talking kids under 18? Under 13? Yeah, maybe. I, I guess I could get on board with that feasibly. But under 18? That's ridiculous. The two bills Cox signed into law has also prohibited kids under 18 from using social media between the hours of 10.30 and 6.30. Uh, that's absurd. Absolutely no reason for that. That is authoritarian as it gets, in my opinion. Require age verification for anyone who wants to use social media in the state. That's also really questionable. And seek to prevent tech companies from luring kids to their apps using addictive features. That one I'm in favor of. I like that one. Um, but everything else there, what the hell? What is happening? It's like we live in a, like a fascist state, practically. What is going on? The laws passed through Utah's Republican supermajority. Of course it's a Republican supermajority. I mean, would you ever expect, like, anybody to the left of taking out the homeless for sport to stand for something like this? It's nuts. So Republican supermajority legislature are the latest reflection of how politicians' perceptions of tech, of tech companies are changing, and that includes pro-business Republicans. Absolutely nuts, dude. Yeah, not a fan of that. I think that's ass backwards. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but, you know, that's Republicans for you. They pretend to be the, the crowd of freedom. They're not. Never were. They were never in favor of freedom. They were always in favor of controlling your life in any way humanly possible. They just scream freedom when they don't like the way that, uh, when they don't like the regulations that Democrats try to push through. You want to guarantee a pharma company isn't allowed to dump toxic waste in rivers that you drink from? Freedom! They have the freedom to do anything they want. You're taking away their freedom. Freedoms! Don't fall for it, sheeple. But when you want to use social media when you want to use social media and don't want to submit an ID and be limited to using it only between these hours or whatever else, oh, then they drop the whole freedom facade. Suddenly, they don't care. They never did, honestly. It was never about freedom. It was about control. What do you think about the Anna Kasparian drama? That's a really good question. I, I actually just heard about it tangentially. I, didn't e I haven't even looked at the tweet. I heard she sent a tweet that was questionable, right? Okay, apparently, this is the tweet right here. Um, I'm a woman. Please don't ever refer to me as a birthing... Or, I'm sorry. Please don't ever refer to me as a person with a uterus, birthing person, or person who 
menstruates. How do people not realize how degrading this is? You can support the trans community without doing this. Interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't really thought about it. I, I don't really have... I mean, I, I in what contexts are people doing that? I, I guess the context would be relevant and important here. Like, when are people saying a birthing person? I guess I, I have to imagine it would be in, like, clinical situations where it's necessary to know if the person is actually capable of bearing children or not. I don't know. Like, the thing about Anna is she and Jenk both are both uh, are very reactionary and have really questionable tactics when it comes to how they handle certain subjects or, or how they talk about people on the air. They attack them and insult them, call them idiots and so on and so forth. They're very angry. And I'm angry too, but I never insult people or I try desperately not to insult. Or if I do insult people, it's just me and like a small group of people. I, I never upload an edited video where I insult people. You won't hear insults on edited videos, at least not anymore. I, I feel like Anna Kasparian's tactics are just completely different from mine. And this is one example of one of her tactics being, or one of her like ideological positions being kind of weird, questionable, and backwards. Um, I don't know why she cares that much like I wish I knew what situation she was in where somebody said that and it upset her so much I don't know I can't really speak to it unless I knew more about the situation I guess all right let's just take a look at some of the other like tweets the responses here I've avoided TYT main show but watch the other TYT shows with no problem as of late if Anna keeps this up time for her to retire no offense those who defend her still uh, yeah, I, like, I don't know about this specific thing. I would have to think about it. But Anna and Jenk are both not good in general. Lots of built-up goodwill that has been rapidly burned through recently. I see where Anna's coming from. She's referring to reducing someone to only their ability to have children and menstruate. I get her point of view, but, as this, but at the same time, I'm not bothered by the terms birthing person or person who menstruates. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal either, as long as you're using it in, like, a context that calls for it. If you're just calling people birthing person just for the hell of it randomly, like you're refusing to use the word woman just because you don't want to, then you're just kind of a shitbag, and that's what it is. But if you notice, I'm not insulting somebody specifically with that. I'm just kind of saying this behavior is shitbaggy. But if you are using it in a clinical sense, I don't see the problem. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I have to think about it a little bit more. Scri subscriber service had a lot of issues, so I stopped watching the show despite paying monthly. That time, getting other news commentary was good for me because I ended up canceling my payment when the pro-policing stuff happened. It's unwatchable. Yeah, um, TYT is unwatchable. I'm sorry. It's just, it, it's, they're reactionary. Reactionary, populist, they're not good, in my opinion. Granted, I'm just willing to I'm just as willing to respect that she wants to be called whatever she wants to be called, but nobody is directly referring to her as a person who births or whatever. Yeah, this this is a pretty good point from this person. So anyway. Tell me what you think about it in the comments. I thought it was kind of weird. Bonus, I think Steven Anderson just started a war with Greg Locke. I saw that. I saw that. I'm I'll be interested to see where that goes. Um I have not talked about it yet. 
I'll probably end up talking about it next week. But yeah, it, it definitely looks interesting for sure. But there's a false teaching out there that I want to talk about tonight. This so-called deliverance ministry of the Pentecostals or Charismatics, or what I like to call the Charismaniacs, but these Charismatics that are into this deliverance. Wow, he really knows how to pick a name, doesn't he? He's so good at picking really creative insults against people. That are into this deliverance doctrine, and this is a big thing right now. In fact, th there's some uh, movie coming out, uh, or it came out a few weeks ago or something, by this false teacher, Greg Locke. Uh-oh, war between evangelical cult leaders. This is going to get interesting, right? All about casting out demons and so forth. Now, who is Greg Locke? Well, Greg Locke is a guy who used to be an independent, fundamental Baptist, King James kind of a guy. And of course, Stephen Anderson is NIFB, New Independent Fundamentalist Baptist. So he's a cult in his own right. He's kind of an offshoot of the IFB, but... He seems to think that Greg Locke has it theologically wrong, which I actually I agree. I think Greg Locke has it theologically wrong also. I think one of the biggest theological complaints with Greg Locke is that Greg believes that Christians can be possessed by demons. The Bible never even implies that. It says that others can be possessed by demons, but not Christians. The outside world can be. It's just weird. And Pastor Jimenez and myself, we both heard this guy preach when we were younger, and we both just thought he was really lame and boring. So he kind of just washed up in the independent fundamental Baptist movement. So then he decided... Yeah, this is very obviously just an insult. He's not lame and boring. Greg Locke is pretty entertaining as far as preachers go. And he's good at constructing a talk. He's good at building out a sermon. Uh, skilled. He's a skilled orator. Uh, from an objective standpoint, in my opinion... He's a skilled orator. I had to become liberal. So this is just him attacking him for no reason. So then he decided to become liberal. Then he ended up cheating on his wife with the secretary. I don't know about cheating, but he definitely slept with the secretary. Divorcing his wife and marrying the woman that he committed. That's true. Adultery with. Isn't that wonderful? And then he became very popular. Like, I'm not sure what the chain of events were. That may have been right, but I don't remember if Greg divorced first and then married her or what but yeah he got with the secretary by just going on youtube facebook twitter etc and just saying everything republican well he's found a new shtick instead of just repeating uh political talking points now that's absolutely true what he's saying here greg Locke basically just repeats the same stuff that the republican party says that's it that's it that's how he got popular, by just saying what the Republican Party says. Oh, and his sick raps, too. Points. Now, his big thing is all about casting out demons. But according to this so-called deliverance doctrine, basically anybody who has any addiction in their life or any problem... Or Including high blood pressure. You have high blood pressure, it's a demon. Really. Or any that's, Oh, that's a demon. It's like demon, 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 demon. 100% correct on this. There's nothing in the Bible about the demon of gambling, the demon of marijuana, the demon of alcohol, the demon of smoking. This is all just made up nonsense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Steven Anderson is absolutely correct on this point. Now, he's the last person that I would ever agree with on almost anything. But when he's right, 
He's right, and I got to recognize. Hey, Owen. Mara from Baltimore again. Um, love what you do. Quick question. I'm putting together a professional development session. If you recall, I'm a teacher, and I need that clip that you showed about Flashpoint when Gene Bailey was talking about Kim Petras and Sam Smith, and he was, con like, constantly misgendering Kim. I really need that clip. Can you, like, post it again or throw this in a video? I just, I need it. I need it. I need it. Thank you so much. Love what you do. Bye. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Quick reminder, some people may not have even known about this, but all my clips are available online. Just got to go to my website, owenmorgan.com. That's my website. Just head on over there. I've probably got to increase my uh, my processing power, maybe set up a an independent system. I'm not hosting it. It's like a VPS. Anyways, go to my website, owenmorgan.com. Click on Clips Library. Clips Library. Or just go to owenmorgan.com slash clips. Either one does the trick. And uh, this is every clip that I have ever talked about since 2021, August 2021. You just have to... Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be a search function on, uh, on Dropbox, sadly. There may be some way to get around that problem, but... Just go to the week that I talked about this thing. I believe it was this one, 2023, February 19th. And the clip's right here, ready for download. Let's see, which one was it? Uh, you were talking about Sam Petrus, or no, Sam, and then the other person's last name was Petrus. I don't remember what person's name was. Kim Petrus, something or other? Oh, this one's fun. Still, any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You can't. You have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving. And pretty soon we're going to become this country. Oh, oh, just so, oh my God. Okay, we're not here to talk about that clip. We're not here to talk about it. I'm, I'm looking for the one that you wanted. It, the title is Flashpoint Crew Talks about Sam Smith performing Unholy at the Grammys. And it's actually from 02. It's uh, it's in the folder 0219, but the the opener is 0207. Flashpoint. Here you go. Right here. This is the clip. Boom. Sunday night, I did not watch the Grammys. I don't know the last time I've watched the Grammys, of course. Yeah, that's the one you're looking for, I believe. owenmorgan.com slash clips, or just click the clips button in the corner and it'll take you to my Dropbox. So there you go. That's how you do it. Uh, completely free, not selling you anything. You just have to go there and check it out. That's it. Anyway, thank you for the uh, voicemail. I appreciate that. Next, we're going to talk about Trump officially being indicted for falsifying business records. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. I was proven even more right than I would have ever imagined because apparently, you know, Soros back Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is actually indicting my father. That's right. Donald Trump was officially indicted recently. I love it. I'm eating this up. And you know what else I'm eating up? Their response to this. This is hilarious to watch. There are some arguments for not indicting past presidents, 
And I'll get to those arguments in a second, but I'll tell you what. Let's just listen to some of these people melt down at their dear leader, at their god emperor, as they call him, getting indicted for a crime. Listen to Donald Trump Jr. just lose his mind over it. March 30th, 2023, this is the day that he was indicted. I'm going to go uh, make some phone calls. I'm going to look into this further. Good idea. Um, I'm going to see you know, what exactly it means and, you know, talk to the team. Uh, maybe we'll have to do a special over the weekend. I just, you know, I don't have much more to say other, other than the insanity of what it is, the weak need response from so many Republicans, especially those that, you know, have done a really good job of paying influencers to make them seem really MAGA. Okay, MAGA, MAGA. I've never heard it pronounced that way. I thought it was MAGA, but all right, interesting. You know, if people were talking about how much they love Trump, you know they're talking about how in or how unjust it is that he was indicted. I don't even know what he's talking about right now. Like this makes no sense. He's saying there are influencers out there who pretended to be in favor of Donald Trump and are now like backing off of him because he's indicted. What? Who is he talking about? Look at the little lower third here. Donald Trump indicted in Manhattan DA's year long years long. I'm sorry, years long witch hunt. Triggered is apparently the name of his podcast. This is just crazy, dude. Seem really MAGA? You know, hey, I, I get it. Unfortunately, that's the game, and that's what it is for them. You know, they don't really care about these things. They care about what their donors ultimately tell them because that's where they get their money that allows them to continue and perpetuate their careers. That's why they hate Trump because... Dude, it, it, he's getting really specific, but he's not giving us specific names, and none of this really makes any sense. Who's he talking about? Is he talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene? She was plenty outraged about Donald Trump being indicted. Who is he talking about right now? This is like weirdly specific and nonsensical. And his teeth are, I don't know, just freaky. They just freak me out. I don't know what it is about him. They just freak me out. This is a fantastic uh, face he's making here, though, right? Careers. That's why they hate Trump, because Trump doesn't really need them. It's why they've pulled all the stops to go after Trump. For six years. I know a little bit about it myself because they did the same to me. And it's never going to end, folks, until we say enough is enough. Again, until we become unafraid. Okay, so right here, he's very obviously trying to do a call to action kind of stochastic terrorism, you know, attack these people kind of thing. That's disturbing and concerning in its own way. But did you notice what he said a second ago? They did this to me. They tried to indict Don Jr. I don't remember this. When did that happen? You ever noticed how they, when I say they, I'm, I'm kind of using the version of they that he's using, which, which is the deep state, you know, the evil cabal that's out there trying to take people out or whatever. Nobody tried to indict Carrie Lake. Did you notice that? Carrie Lake did all the exact same things as Donald Trump, as far as claims go. She claims that, you know, they stole the election and all, blah, 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 all that other stuff. And she has never once lived in fear of speaking out or being indicted or anything. You know why? Because she hasn't done anything illegal. She doesn't fear going out there and talking about this stuff because she knows that's not the thing that Trump is being indicted for. He's being indicted for breaking laws. In this case, they haven't unsealed the indictment. We don't know exactly what he's being charged with, but uh, falsifying business records is a component of it. 
falsifying campaign records, misusing and misappropriating campaign funds. A whole I heard there were 34 indictments. I don't know for sure exactly. But anyways, uh, that's why Trump is being indicted for breaking laws. If you don't break laws and you're filthy rich or really well known, you don't have to worry about being indicted. Now, if you're on the bottom rung of society, it's a different story. But we're not here to talk about that one. Keep listening to John Jr. complain and cry. Oh, he's so mistreated. Unafraid to speak out. They have spent probably trillions putting you in your place. They, again, he's using the term they. See, in the English language, when we use the word they, it's used in, um, it's only ever supposed to be used after we have established a subject of a sentence, right? So I can say Donald Trump's family is being criticized by the news for this or that or whatever. They are attacking other people, right? I've already established who we're talking about when I say they, and it is Donald Trump's family. That's how the word they is traditionally used in the English language. Now, it's got other uses and meanings now. For example, it's used in a singular form nowadays. But without establishing the subject of a sentence before using the word they, it's called weasel words. It's where you refer to some ambiguous secretive cabal out there that's out to get you, that's pulling strings like puppet masters, trying to take advantage of everybody around them. And if you notice, he actually did define who they is at the very beginning. Listen one more time. He does establish the subject of the sentence. He just doesn't like to link them together directly. Things they care about what their donors ultimately tell them because that's where they get their money that allows them to continue and perpetuate their careers. So I guess they, in this instance, is the deep state, the people at the top that are pulling strings like puppet masters, a.k.a. the Jews. It's traditionally been used to refer to Jews. And uh, through this entire thing, we're going to take a look at some tweets pretty soon, but through all of it, you'll notice that the people talking about it, Don Jr. and others, refer, I'm talking Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, I have a list of tweets I want to look at in a second. I don't want to fall victim to using weasel words myself. You know, Charlie Kirk, uh, George Santos, Candace Taylor, all those people. If you notice when we look through their tweets, the people I just mentioned specifically refer to Soros-backed DA, Soros-backed politicians, on and on and on. Everyone is Soros-backed that they don't like. That is a not-so-subtle dog whistle for Jews. Soros is Jewish, and he's believed to be a Jewish puppet master that's pulling strings. Anyway, listen to this second clip of Don Jr. on his podcast, Triggered. Again, March 30th, same day. Check this out. I was proven even more right than I would have ever imagined because apparently, you know, Soros back Manhattan District Attorney Al. There you go. Soros back. That's what I'm talking about. He establishes who they is right off the bat. They is Jews in his mind. Anybody who's to the left of hunting the homeless for sport is backed and controlled by Soros or Jews. That's who they is when he talks about they in a sentence without establishing the subject explicitly beforehand. 
I was proven even more right than I would have ever imagined because apparently, you know, Soros back Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is actually indicting my father. So let's be clear, folks. Did he really not think that his that that his dad was going to be indicted? I mean, he he very obviously and clearly committed multiple crimes, like tons of crimes as president before and after being president. I can't believe that anybody thought, I mean, I get that nobody thought that he was going to be indicted. I honestly didn't either. But can you really be surprised that they indicted him in the first place or that they had something to indict him over? Really? This is like communist level shit. This is stuff that would make Mao, Stalin, uh, Pol Pot, it would make them blush. It's so flagrant. It's so crazed. When even like the radical leftists of the Washington Post. Okay, let's let's talk about this because he's making basically the only point that the right has to make right now. I'll just freeze frame on this one for a second while I talk about it. Here's the reason that it's concerning that ex-presidents or ex-political whatever are ever indicted or charged with crimes to, you know, on any level. Here's why it's concerning. Historically, in dictatorships or authoritarian regimes, especially, this happens a lot in Russia. If somebody says something that's out of line, that doesn't, like, jive well with the leader... You know, North Korea, China, Russia, they all did this. They all currently actively do this. And Belarus, too, is bad about this. If somebody steps out of line with what the active current leader wants, they are charged with sham charges. There's a sham trial to get them out of the way, charging political opponents. Just look at what happened to Alexei Navalny. He was running against Putin in an election. But, of course, Putin rigs the voting system, so he gets the exact same amount every single time. He gets between this very narrow window of votes. Uh, same with um, the Belarusian president. What's his name? Lukashenko. Lukashenko. I didn't even look it up. I was about to look it up. I didn't hit the button yet. Lukashenko, yeah. Uh, Lukashenko does the exact same thing. History of Belarus election results. Elections in Belarus. They're complete shams. So Alexander Lukashenko gets, hang on, let's see, 1994 presidential elections. Lukashenko won by a narrow margin, 45% basically. Uh, and he only took the position because everyone else got like 17, 13, 10%, that kind of thing. So he took office. And ever since then, he always gets about 80%, give or take. I mean, within a very tiny margin of error, it's always somewhere around 80%. It's so exact that it's a joke at this point. Like, everybody knows Lukashenko is rigging the elections to win every single one of them. And his political opponents, if they aren't puppets of his, if they aren't obeying and doing exactly what he, what he wants them to do, then they go to jail. Alexei Navalny ran against Putin. It was the exact same thing. Putin got the exact same, within a very small window, number of votes that he always gets, same percentage roughly, and his political opponent conveniently got charged with some trumped-up crime that started out as a 10-month sentence 
and is now how many years in are we? I mean, how long has uh, Alexei Navalny been in prison? Years now, right? He's at a work camp now, I think. That is the history of dictatorships or authoritarian regimes taking out their political opponents. And that's why it's concerning when politicians are charged with crimes. But that's very obviously not what's happening here. Clear as day, it's not what's happening. You know how I know? Because, and they know that it's not happening, too. They, I'm talking Don Jr., Carrie Lake, and all the others. They know that this isn't something to be worried about also. And I know that because Carrie Lake continues to come out here and talk about how the elections are rigged and how mistreated everybody is and blah, 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 blah. They continue to talk about this stuff. You know what happens in Russia or North Korea or Belarus when somebody talks about this stuff, they get pushed out a window or they get jailed or whatever. There's a chilling effect that comes along with it. Carrie Lake and all these other nutter butters would be a lot more cautious about talking about it publicly if this really was what was happening. That tells me they know exactly what this is. Donald Trump broke laws and he's being charged for breaking those laws. Anyway, let's keep listening. So the point that he's making here, this is stuff that Pol Pot and Mao and others would blush at. Those people that he listed had a tendency to charge their political opponents with crimes, as do modern day, you know, Russians and stuff like that. That's very obviously not what's happening here. And even Don Jr. doesn't believe that that's happening here, in my opinion. Blush. It's so flagrant, it's so crazed, when even like the radical leftists of the Washington Post are out there saying, it's not really based on facts, it's not really based on the law, it's not... Okay, I haven't heard anything about that from the Washington Post. What are they talking about? If the Washington Post said that, they're incorrect. At this moment, we don't have a lot of information about what happened or why Trump was charged or whatever. The, the indictment is still sealed. But we do know that he paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels to keep quiet about their affair. And that money came out of his election fund, and the whole thing was crooked. And as a matter of fact, the lawyer that did all of this for him went to jail over it. We know all of that already. So I don't, I don't even know what he's talking about. Like, it is most definitely based on fact. If it weren't, then his lawyer probably wouldn't have gone to jail already really based on the law it's not really based in reality but it's a hundred percent based on politics when your enemies are saying that what enemies are saying that washington post i'm very confident did not say that that sounds completely made up trump indictment marks a first for u.s democracy it may not be the last right so this is what i was talking about i'm guessing um you know democracies are traditionally very hesitant about charging ex-presidents with a crime because this is a bad road generally for corrupt regimes. Now, in some case, if somebody did something wrong, they need to be charged with a crime. It's necessary for democracy to survive for that we charge people with a crime that actually broke the law. I don't care who it is. As long as it's not politically motivated, it should be done. And this, in my opinion is not politically motivated. Warren G. Harding was in danger of facing criminal charges in 1921 in the Teapot Dome bribery scandal, but he died in office first. 
Richard Nixon faced almost certain indictment after the Watergate scandal forced his resignation. Then he was pardoned by Gerald Ford. Those cases were as close as any current or former president had ever come to criminal charges in the 234 years since George Washington took office until Trump's indictment on Thursday. The expected prosecution of Trump shatters an unwritten American political norm and brings the U.S. more in line with dozens of other nations, including democracies such as South Korea, Brazil, France, Italy, Israel, that have criminally charged, convicted, and in many cases jailed former leaders. Yeah, they absolutely should. That we should be convicting and jailing former leaders if they broke the law. In fact, I'm kind of in favor of George W. Bush being charged with war crimes. It also left U.S. historians and legal scholars puzzling over what the new legal landscape will look like for future presidents. Right, there was a precedent that was broken here. You never do this. The, you know, there are reasons not to. You could call it good for democracy to not jail politicians in some cases, but not in this case. It needed to be done to show people that you can't get away with this. So, I, I yeah, I have no idea what Don Jr. is talking about. That's not what the Washington Post article was saying at all. Politics, when your enemies are saying that, it's got to tell you everything you need to know right now about where we are as a country. So he seems to think the country is falling apart because his dad was indicted for committing a crime. Just a joke, dude. This this guy is a complete joke. Let's just take a quick gander at, at some of the Republican reactions to Donald Trump being indicted for a crime. This is Charlie Kirk. The political Rubicon has been crossed. There's no going back from this. Again, he's implying that, like, we're going down the path of a communist nation that jails political opponents. That's just not happening. Donald Trump committed crimes and needs to be charged for them, plain and simple. Richard Nixon committed crimes also, needed to be charged for them, but he was pardoned by his guy. Warren G. Harding is absolutely terrible in, like, every way. He should have been charged too, but that's neither here nor there. George Santos, of all people, says, I am deeply disturbed by the reports of the indictment, weaponizing the justice system to target a political rival. That's not what he's doing. The justice system isn't being weaponized by Biden or anybody else in this case. A Manhattan a local jurisdiction, Manhattan DA. This isn't federal. Biden has nothing to do with this. So Trump isn't the political opponent of anybody involved in this. A Manhattan DA indicted Trump on a crime, right? Weaponizing the justice system to target a political rival, incorrect, is a clear danger to our country and democracy. It would be if it were accurate. DA Alvin Bragg should focus on prosecuting crime in New York City, not executing political witch hunts. This isn't a political witch hunt. And also, New York City is the safest place I've ever lived in my life. I can't think of a time I've ever felt unsafe in New York City. I live in Manhattan, and I don't feel unsafe here at all. This place is fantastic. It's like a dream. Seriously. I've never been mugged. I've never been in fear of being mugged or any of that. It's a perfectly safe place, and he knows that. He's from New York City, George Santos says. Candace Taylor can they indict her for being a prostitute, my hubby? She's not a prostitute. Come to find out, I looked into this. They're talking about Stormy Daniels. She was an adult film actress, and there was no exchange of money, no escort service, no nothing. It was just Donald Trump. According to her, she says she walked out of her bathroom and she felt cornered by Donald Trump, who was apparently naked when he, you know, when she came out of the bathroom and she felt kind of pushed into doing stuff with him. So she ended up doing it. Now, was it consensual? Yeah, according to Stormy Daniels, but it was kind of, you know, but there was definitely pressure applied. 
I think the term sex pest probably applies here for what it's worth. So could they indict her for doing that, for being a prostitute? I suppose they could if she actually were, but that's not what happened. They're just trying to vilify the woman and give Donald Trump a pass on this. Does she think this makes Trump look better? Carrie Lake, they just indicted President Trump. Unfortunately for them, this will only make him, period, stronger, period. I didn't think I could possibly support him more. That's actually probably true. It is making him stronger, but you know what? It needs to happen anyways. I get it made him stronger. It made him more desirable. It needs to happen. It needs to. People need to be aware that if you break the law, there will be consequences for it. I don't care. I didn't think I could possibly support him more, but this political witch hunt only strengthens our resolve to fight. We've got your back, Mr. President. Here's uh, Lauren Bobert, as they say. Breaking. Trump has been indicted. This is another political witch hunt targeting the people's president. No. No to all of that. He was indicted, but this is just a delusional fantasy land coming out. Here's another one. Ronnie Jackson. This was Donald Trump's doctor when he was the president and is now a congressman from Texas, I think. This is a dark day in American history. President Trump's only crime, quote unquote, was making America great again. These cowardly Democrats hate Trump and hate his voters even more. When Trump wins, these people will pay. So what we have here is somebody openly and outwardly expressing an interest in coming after somebody for political reasons. His political enemies will pay when Trump is president again. Think about that. That's deeply disturbing stuff. It's like when they talk about, I'm talking like Gene Bailey, Kenneth Copeland, and everybody on their whole TV network, the Victory Channel. It's like when those people talk about, or even, hell, even Ronnie Jackson, talk about how drag queens are like indoctrinating children. They're not. Drag queen story hours is literally just theater. It's just theater. They're not even trans people. They're just putting on a show. That's it. It's not indoctrinating anybody into anything. But in retaliation, in response to the fact that there are drag queen story hours happening, they believe that they have to indoctrinate children too. So think about the chain of events here, okay? They see something they believe is evil. And they say, oh my God, that's so evil. I have to do something equally as evil. Really? That's the conclusion that you came to? You see something evil and your response is to do something just as evil. I mean, really, listen to Gene Bailey on the on Kenneth Copeland's TV network on Valentine's Day 2023. Explain it succinctly. You know, when we look back on Hitler, Hitler went for the youth. The enemy always goes for the youth. We must take up arms and go for our youth arms of the truth and of, of godly principles but he literally says the enemy always goes for the youth so we must go for the youth it's like this close to self-awareness right this close to realizing that you are the enemy <laughs> like insane insane so again about like their re reactions and their responses and stuff ronnie jackson says people are persecuting trump politically for his political beliefs so when he gets into office, Trump is going to persecute people for their political beliefs. Are you not seeing the disconnect here, the hypocrisy here? Is there anything knocking around up there? 
Here's Donald Trump's reaction or his response to being indicted. This is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. Capital letters scattered randomly throughout this whole thing, like the word radical is capitalized, um, the word country is capitalized, like, and witch hunt is capitalized, like, why? I suppose make America great again, I can see that being capitalized because it's like a slogan, but why everything else? Anyways, you remember it just like I do, Russia, 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 the Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid, and now that, yeah, it's all completely made up, man. Donald Trump is absolutely obsessed with portraying himself as the victim when he's most definitely the victimizer. Check out this compilation of Trump supporters, big strong guys with tears in their eyes, crying about Donald Trump being indicted. This is all from uh, March, late March, so March 30th, basically, the day of or the day after his indictment. My heart is broken. I'm holding my head down in shame. I had some tears in my eyes earlier. I feel bad for the guy. This is what it seems to be. It's a political perk. This is burning down the rule of law. This is going to destroy America. This is like communist level shit. This is exactly like what happened during the fall of the Roman Republic. It's like Stalin's purges. This is literally legal voodoo. The Bill of Rights is gone. They have declared quote-unquote, the Roman Civil War. You can't trust Democrat prosecutors anymore if you're a fair citizen of the United States of this country. You know, I find it really fascinating that it, it doesn't seem like, it feels like they're talking a lot about Rome, right? They've mentioned, uh, Charlie Kirk mentioned the fall of the Roman Empire, and Madison Cawthorn, of all people, mentioned it too. I guess they don't really want to draw anyone's attention to, like, the events of the Nazi party in World War II anymore, do they? Because they know that'll probably, you know, if people start looking into that a little bit, it might come back to bite them. <laughs> okay, let's keep listening to these nutter butters, spread their nutter buttery all over everything. Of the United States of this country. They are after Donald Trump because they're really after you. They have spent probably trillions putting you in your place. We must make them pay a price. They've wanted violence from the right from the beginning. This is the season of them staging terror attacks and blaming it on Trump supporters. I mean, we're in a police state. I'm not even arguing this. They're still not doing anything with Hunter. Think of the Hunter Biden laptop. 33,000 deleted emails. This is too great an assault on our system, much greater than anything we saw on January 6th. They will regret. This is all whataboutism. This is all like trying to divert attention away from Donald Trump's wrongdoing and toward somebody else's wrongdoing, even though those are completely different situations. All of it are completely different situations than we're dealing with right now. Hunter Biden isn't even in government, never was, to my knowledge, involved in U.S. government anyways. Yeah, he was never involved in any government, was he? He's just a private citizen. And he's also a drug addict. You know, he's got problems. It has nothing to do with me or you or them or anybody else. Let him deal with his problems. Everyone's got problems. But they needed this to create a what about type of situation. Well, you're talking about Donald Trump. What about Hunter Biden? Who cares about Hunter Biden? We're talking about Trump right now and the illegal activities that he engaged in. Classic whataboutism. They will regret doing this. What you're seeing now is lawlessness. And the question is who can stop it? And people better be careful. 
And that's all I'll say about that. You catching this? People better be careful. Who's going to stop it? They're directing their audience in a very specific direction right now. Stochastic terrorism is what we're listening to. That's what, what's happening here. If you've never heard of stochastic terrorism, it's the idea that statistically, you don't have to instruct somebody to do something psychotic. If you have a big enough audience, say 10,000 listeners or something like that, statistically speaking, if even 1% of those 10,000 people even have the, you know, the, the means, the gun and the car that it, they need to like reach this location or whatever, only 1% have the means to commit a crime that you're suggesting they commit. And only 1% of those people have the opportunity to commit the crime. You've just instilled a motive in all 10,000 of them. So all you need is 1% of 1% of 10,000 people. What is that? It's like 100 people, right? Or is that 10 people? I don't know. You just created 10 terrorists that are willing to go out and do something to correct some perceived wrong. That's the idea behind stochastic terrorism. A lone wolf event that whose specifics can't be predicted but can be guaranteed. It's going to happen when you use language like Tucker Carlson, Jesse Waters, and Josh Hawley and all the others are using right now. Yes. What you're seeing now is lawlessness, and the question is who can stop it. And people better be careful. And that's all I'll say about that. Probably not the best time to give it for AR-15. And I think most people know that. DonaldJTrump.com. Go tonight. Give the president some money. We're going to fire for Donald Trump, and we're just rallying behind the man today with ham sandwiches. So, yeah, that, that's been the reaction from the right after Trump was indicted as unhinged as you would expect this is absolutely crazy dude let me know what you think about it in the comments i was kind of entertained by don jr's reaction honestly and uh boy he can sure pucker those lips right i don't think i've ever seen a lip puckerer as skilled as this guy right here anyway let me know what you think about it in the comments Next, we're going to talk about Pastor Greg Locke being sued, asking God to strike him dead if the lawsuit is legitimate, and then admitting the lawsuit is legitimate. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. The only thing we've never been in compliance with is the fakeness of the COVID-19 pandemic, right? And I said fakeness because the news media is here. Mm. Stick out your pipe and smoke it. I'm about to get fired up in this press conference right now. Oh, I love it, dude. This is Greg Locke. If you're unfamiliar, he's a hate preacher, a televangelist, a pastor that screams about just the most ridiculous stuff on planet Earth. Anyway, he's being sued again. So I talked about a lawsuit that was filed against him supposedly a little while back, but that never formulated into anything. That never materialized. I think he might have made that lawsuit up. I know a lot of people in the legal field and they like called around to the county and the city and everything and no one could find a trace of this. It seemed like a ploy to get his congregants to donate money to him. Well, this one is real. This is a real lawsuit and it has potential real ramifications. So he did this supposed press conference on this lawsuit recently. And I wanted to listen to just a couple excerpts from his what sermon, I guess you'd call it, because, oh, my God, it's so entertaining. He His voice literally cracked, okay? His voice cracked. Get your pipe and smoke it. I'm about to get fired up in this press conference. 
His voice cracks. I love it to death. It's so funny. I wish I could do that on command, make my voice crack. He's getting super emotional. Okay, so uh, let's talk about it. March 26, 2023, he goes on on stage and he says this. This is the one and only press conference we're doing about this lawsuit foolishness. And we're going to end up winning all of them. I can promise we will win every one of them hands down. Constitutionally, they don't have a leg to stand on. We are That's inaccurate. So I have a copy of the lawsuit and I looked through it a little bit. And from what I could tell, here's the problem. He bought his property uh, 10 years ago, I think, or something, maybe a little bit longer, give or take 10 years. And when he bought it, it was in like a residential area, right? And just outside of city limits. It's not zoned for business. Now, it's not illegal technically for him to hold like a business event there, like conferences and stuff like that, because there are so few regulations being a part of a, you know, a county rather than a city. But it's causing no end of problems. It, the noise is entirely too much because it, he operates out of a canvas tent. It's, it's a circus tent. It's not even like a building. The noise is a problem. There is a parking problem and a traffic problem. It's like an endless barrage of issues that he's brought to the community and the houses around him. So basically, they brought this lawsuit against Greg Locke. The county did. I think it's Wilson County that's suing him right now to try to push him to move to another area. That seems to be the end goal here. In fact, they even told him, apparently, according to Greg, Wilson County said, we will pay for you to move to a new area. We'll pay for the relocation effort. But our roads are not built for 6,000 different cars coming here, like, a few times a year. This is a mega church, okay? And they hold regular conferences three times a year or something, more even. Their roads are not built for it, and they don't have the police force to direct traffic for 6,000 cars. It's not built for this. The infrastructure is not built for this. So they said, we will pay for your relocation. You get a new property, we'll pay for your stuff to move it. And you know what his response was? He says, this pastor's not for sale. This pastor's not for sale. Like they're trying to do some backroom corrupt deal with him. It's a joke. So anyways, keep listening to what he says here because this lawsuit gets pretty deep. And uh, we are going to win all of these lawsuits. They're not. They're not. They're not going to win any of these lawsuits, almost certainly. They wouldn't have brought these lawsuits against him if they thought that they were going to lose them. There was a stop work order on his property because apparently he and some of his church members are doing a lot of the construction and it's led to a complete mess. They caused a huge mess out of the draining systems, caused it to flood the neighbor's yards regularly anytime it rains. There are all kinds of issues here. There's loud song and buzzing in residential areas. It's it's an issue and he refuses to address it. So they sued his ass. The first like eight or 10 indictments, whatever you want to call them, allegations. They're not indictments, okay? This is a lawsuit and it was a statement of fact probably is what he's referring to. It's the opener in a lawsuit that describes like the issues at hand and what's happening are about a building that we have not met in in over three years okay it's still causing problems for everybody don't care if you've met in it or not you see they're trying to build a pattern that we've not been in compliance the only thing we've never been in compliance with 
is the fakeness of the COVID-19 pandemic, right? And I said fakeness because the news media is here. Mm. Like anybody cares if he talks about COVID being fake. Fine, get your ass killed. Go ahead. I don't give a shit anymore. Well, I do. Like, I don't want anybody to die. You know, I want everybody's life to be saved. Unfortunately, we've tried, okay? We've tried. I have done everything that I could to, like, broadcast to everybody that this guy is getting people killed. I don't want anyone to die. Life is the most precious thing in the universe, in my opinion. And every premature death is a loss. It's somebody's life, somebody's personality, somebody's family that's completely torn apart because they lost their lives. It's important to me that we save people's lives. But you know what? He's refused to figure that out. He doesn't seem to recognize the importance of human life. So, okay, fine. I tried. I did my best. I can honestly lay my head down at the end of the night and say I did my best. I tried to get people to take COVID seriously, and this dude's refusing to let it get through his thick skull. So, okay, here we sit. Fakeness because the news media is here. Mm. Stick out your pipe and smoke it. I'm about to get fired up in this press conference right now. Dude, I love how his voice cracks. It's so entertaining to me. Okay. You better play out. Calm down. Honey, pray for me right now. I tell you, I'm about to get fired up. Lawsuit said they're going to tear our buildings down, shut our church down. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Wilson County, Tennessee won't prevail against this church. I can promise you that right now. They'll bring tanks and Cobra helicopters in this parking lot before they keep me from preaching with this microphone and filling this church up. Okay, well, that that's honestly, like, really concerning to me that he said such a thing because um, that's an option. That's a choice. That is, that's something that people have chosen to do in the past. Anybody remember Waco, Texas? Branch Davidians? David Koresh? I don't know if you knew this, but if you're on YouTube and you're kind of skimming through and you want to get more precise, click on the little round red ball there and drag up and you can get a lot more precise. You can just grab the bottom part and you skim through very precisely that way. If you don't remember what happened in Waco, Texas, uh, basically David Koresh was amassing a stockpile of weapons illegally and ATF caught wind of this and told him to turn their stuff over. And guess what? He refused, and they sent tanks in. This isn't a joke, okay? This is real. 1993, tanks rolled in and punched holes in its walls and deposited nearly 400 canisters of tear gas inside the building. Several hours later, a fire broke out. This far out of the country without fire hydrants, you have to haul all of your water. It's just a very bad scenario here at this point. You know, David Koresh didn't think that this is going to happen. He apparently believed himself to be completely immune because he's a religious organization in the United States. And I get that these people believe that they're above the law, but they're not. They're not. They're not above the law. Not always, at the very least. So Greg Locke says they're going to have to bring tanks in. They've done that. Are you sure that this is the hill that you literally want to die on? Are you sure that this is the hill that you want your congregants to die on? Because that's an option. I'm dead serious. County Tennessee won't prevail against this church. I can promise you that right now. They'll bring tanks and Cobra helicopters in this parking lot before they keep me from preaching with this microphone and filling this church up. They've done that before. And guess what? Behind every law in the United States is a gun. It's backed up with force. We live in a society, and as members of this society, 
we must follow the rules. And if we don't, there must be consequences. There has to be a threat of force backing every single law or people wouldn't do it. You know what happens if you don't pay child support? You go to jail. You know what happens if you don't pay money back to somebody that you owed it to and you were court ordered to restitution or whatever? You go to jail. There's a threat of force behind every law. He thinks he's just going to ignore the judgment from Wilson County. Okay, but this is not the first time it's happened. I wouldn't be so sure you're going to make it out of this, Greg, really. He continued on. So that clip, I actually got that from Friendly Atheist's uh, Twitter account, uh, Hemant Mehta. But I, I watched this whole thing on my unfiltered YouTube channel. If you want to see it, you can check it out on my website, owenmorgan.com. Just search for like Greg Locke lawsuit or something. Or just go to my Telltale Unfiltered YouTube channel. you find it there. It's not uploaded quite yet as of the moment that I'm filming this live. But by the time this hits the air, it should be released. Listen to uh, what he had to say here just a few minutes later. Right. Plus, it's private property. We, we can really tear down some trees and burn some stuff if we want to. The real issue is we stir up demons and we burn witchcraft. He thinks that people are after him because... He bans witchcraft or whatever. He thinks that, like, the people suing him at Wilson County are, like, witches, apparently. He just lives in a fantasy. So that's interesting that they try to get us on that. Then they want to go with the stormwater stuff. Right, so stormwater stuff. Basically, there's been a drainage problem. Again, the guy isn't doesn't seem to be getting professionals. I mean, don't quote me on this, but it appears from the outside with limited information as though it's just like his churchgoers that are helping with some construction and repairs and stuff. And there is some issue with like this, the drainage where every time it rains, it floods all of the properties around him. Like they don't seem to really know what they're doing here. They say, well, you know what? Uh, he's causing flooding to the road. Watch this. Holy Ghost of God. If the next words that come out of my mouth are lying, ill-intentioned, misinformed, kill me on live camera in front of everybody in this room. So you've got to believe that He's telling the truth here, right? Or, or that he believes that he's telling the truth at the very least to have said something like that as a man of God. Except this isn't the first time he's done it, and he lied about it then. It seems pretty obvious to me that he's lying in this situation, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We got more clips to watch here, and I will establish for you through this video that he knew that he was lying here, and he knew that God wasn't going to strike him down despite the fact that he was lying. Keep listening. Think I'm playing. You know why the road floods? Because Larry built that wall over there, and then on his side, you know what he did? Larry is the neighbor, and he's got, like, this whole beef with him or whatever. On his side, you know what he did? He gummed up the drainage ditch on his side so that the water floods through on our side, floods the road three foot deep. He goes out, takes pictures and video, sends it to... Yeah, that was a little section I muted because he was doxing some people all through this, sending out their phone numbers and their addresses and their everything, dude. Straight up doxing people, and he called it doxing. He says, this ain't doxing because 
it's not an individual, but it actually was. Like, it, it was an individual and the individual's phone number. Like, oh, my God, dude. Anyways. And the codes enforcement says, look what Greg Locke and Global Visions do it to flood the road when we've never flooded it one time. And so Greg Locke, basically what he's saying here is that Larry, his neighbor, is intentionally setting out to make Greg look bad by flooding the road himself. Larry flooded the road at will because he wanted to do it. And then he took pictures to show that Greg Locke is responsible for it. Like, that's just completely fabricated. That's really easy to prove. It's super easy to prove if that's true. It's completely made up. And even if it's not intentionally made up, it's misinformed. Greg Locke just said, if this is misinformed, strike me dead. But again, that's not the first time he's done that. Back in October 26, 2022, Greg Locke claimed to have received an email from Freemasons, some local Freemasons. I don't think there ever was an email, personally, because the name that he claimed to have received the email from was a name from a movie, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It was a name on, like, the grave in the end scene. Arch Stanton, I think, is the name. And he claims that this guy, this Freemason, Arch Stanton, who nobody has ever heard of, who isn't even on the member rolls at the local Freemason Lodge or anything threatened him for burning books. Greg Locke said he's going to hold a book burning. And he said, if you hold a book burning, we will have the Catholic diocese, the Freemasons, and a bunch of other people there, and we will stop you from burning books by force. Like anybody cares about Greg Locke's business or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to criticize him for burning books, but why would anybody step in the way of Greg Locke peacefully observing his right to peacefully protest. This is just insane, right? So Greg Locke claims to get this email from this alleged Arch Stanton guy. And, you know, the guy from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, the movie. And while he's on stage reading the email, this happens. He takes the next whole paragraph to tell me that uh, it's, it's a malicious fine for burning if we don't get a burn permit, we've already got all that covered. Okay, we don't care about your fines. Wait, do you have it covered or do you not care about the fines? Because it seems like if you don't have it covered, you should care about the fines, right? We'll take an offer and pay your stupid fine. So they don't have it covered. They're prepared to break the law. He's describing his intent to break the law here, right? Am I wrong? Here we go. I strongly counsel you <laughs> All right, let me, get, let me get back to it here. And here's where it gets real. Ready? All right, if I'm lying, I'm dying. God strike me dead right now if I'm lying. Honey, come here and tell me I ain't crazy. God strike me dead right now if I'm lying, okay? If I, I'm, I'm telling you God's untrue. God strike me dead right now if I'm exasperating the truth. I'm reading the email, and it is gone. I'm talking about right now, and I won't. He claims this Arch Stanton guy is so rich and powerful, dude that doesn't even exist. 
He's so powerful that he can log into Greg's phone while he's on it and delete an email. And not only that, but remove it from his screen. Most email clients, it doesn't matter if you delete an email or not. You can delete it on any device or account or whatever. If it's loaded on screen, it will remain there in visual memory until it's removed from visual memory. So if it's on the screen, it will stay there until you swipe it off screen and then you won't be able to pull it back up. So Greg Locke is saying he was looking at his phone and not only did the Freemason Lodge delete the email from his account actively while he was reading it on stage, like anybody cares, why would they delete an email like that? Not only did they do that, but they actually took control of his phone temporarily while he's on stage and closed the email app or something. Like everything about this from beginning to end is fabricated and in my opinion, completely staged. All of it. I don't believe that there even was an email. And if there was an email, I don't believe for a second that he was even reading you know, an email from somebody. He knew exactly what he wanted to communicate to his crowd before he pretended to have lost the email. And then after pretending to have, you know, had the email deleted from his phone while he's reading it, he says, I, I'm, I'm telling God's untrue. God strike me dead right now if I'm exasperating the truth. So that's not the first time he's done it or the last time he's done it. He doesn't seem to care if he says, God strike me dead right now. If he's lying or not, doesn't matter to him. He'll say it anyways. I think that's because he has something called an ends justify the means mentality. Now, ends justify the means mentality can manifest in a number of ways. The most famous way that I talk about is Jehovah's Witnesses' belief in theocratic warfare is what they call it. It's the idea that you're allowed to lie, cheat, steal, manipulate, whatever, if it's in service to the Watchtower Society. If it's in service to God, and if it's in service to God, then it's in service to the Watchtower Society and vice versa, right? That's an ends justify the means mentality. That is the belief that you can do anything and it's justified, even lie, even tell God to strike you dead right there on the spot if you are not telling the truth while you know that you're not telling the truth about that thing and justify that thing anyways. Theocratic warfare, if it's in service to God, it's justified. Justify the me, or I'm sorry, ends justify the means mentality. That's what that is. And in my opinion, it's one of two things. It's either Greg Locke has that mentality, that ends justify the means mentality, that theocratic warfare idea, or he knows his entire belief system is completely made up, fabricated from the ground up, and he doesn't worry about God striking him dead. Because he doesn't think there is a God or something. Like, I don't know. It's I'm on the fence. I don't know if Greg is a true believer or cynically using the people around him. It's hard to know. Let me know what you think. So anyways, that's not the first time he's done it is the point. Like, he's done that exact thing multiple times before. Check this one out. Let's uh, keep moving through his little press conference and see what else he had to say. They're trying to sue us over noise violations. There's no noise ordinance, and they're mad because the traffic is too thick when we have special conferences, like, yeah, three times a year. Uh, yeah, three times a year. That's not zero times a year. Do you have any idea how much it costs to direct traffic for police? Apparently, the police have been keeping a tally of how much money they've been spending on overtime to help direct traffic 
to Greg Locke's events. And it's somewhere in the multi-hundreds of thousands, I think a couple hundred thousand, $250,000 or something for a single event that took place for all of the police out there to direct traffic around. Just keep listening because it, it becomes clear in a second that he knows there's a problem. He knows this lawsuit is legitimate. He just doesn't care. Three times a year, they said, well, on a regular Sunday, there's just too much traffic on the road. You ever shopped in Providence? Okay, Providence is apparently a local strip mall that's pretty busy. Guess what? The infrastructure is built to handle a certain amount of traffic in Providence. The infrastructure is not built for that in Wilson County, where he lives. It's not built for that. You can't just send 6,000 cars over a road that isn't designed to hold it. You know what happens when, you know... Uh, a bridge in New York City gets too much traffic on it, it collapses. This is real, okay? You can't strain infrastructure beyond what it can bear or it will snap. And what's more, this guy's not even paying taxes as far as I can tell. I can't verify this 100%, but he's a religious organization. The company being sued by Wilson County right now is a religious tax-exempt organization. He's not even paying Wilson County taxes for the work that they do on the infrastructure and the police department and everything else. Not even paying them. So Greg Locke is taking and taking and taking and taking. And Wilson County is even offering to move his whole setup somewhere else. And he's refusing. Does he not see that he's the bad guy in this situation? Really? You ever shopped in Providence? An area that's designed for that kind of traffic. Yeah. He's acting like this is a W for him. They said, well, the infrastructure was not created for such growth. Well, first of all, we didn't know that we were going to grow so much as a local church. I'm not going to put out a sign that says, sorry, we'll fool, go to hell. Then move, move, move your church. You know what Joel Osteen did when he outgrew the little church building that he had? He moved. He bought a convention center, a gigantic thing that he holds services in every Sunday. When you grow, you move to an area that has infrastructure that can support your church. You move to an area that has a building that can fit everybody, that has enough bathrooms in it that everyone can use, that has electricity that's run to everything. Like, the dude's operating in a circus tent. Seriously. Move. Why is he so dead set on operating here in this spot? Why? The infrastructure can't handle it, and he knows that. Put out a sign that says, sorry, we'll fool, go to hell. But they're like, the infrastructure won't support it. Have you been in Mount Juliet? The infrastructure supports nothing in this community. Exactly. Move. You just have to move. You have enough money. Move everything to a new location. Fundraise it if you have to. Whatever. Get out. You don't even have to fundraise. Wilson County offered to pay for the move. Are you kidding me? Just get out. Move. What's the problem here? Have you driven through Lebanon? The infrastructure supports nothing in this community. So he understands there's a problem, right? A minute ago, he said, may God strike me dead if anything I say is misinformed and then blamed everyone else for his wrongdoings. And now he's acknowledging that there are problems, seemingly, that there is something to the lawsuit. 
They said the infrastructure doesn't support what you're trying to do. You can't do this. And he says, yeah, I know it doesn't. I'm going to do it anyways. I'm sorry we've grown. I'm not sorry we've grown. I'm sorry you're mad that we've grown. So far. No one wants you to be like apologetic for growing. You just have to move to an area that can support it is all. So fight against me, you can win. Fight against God and you're sunk. You're, you're done before you even start. You cannot win. Okay, if you think so. But for the record, if I remember correctly, I think, isn't that what David Koresh said during uh, the Waco, Texas thing? Didn't he say that exact thing? Something like it? Fire broke out. This far out in the country without fire hydrants, you have to haul all of your water. It's just a, a very bad scenario here at this point. I'm pretty sure David Koresh said something to that effect at the time. Are you sure you want to fight this battle? He said a joke earlier. Tanks roll in. You know, you're going to have to get me out of here by rolling in tanks and Cobra helicopters. That's not out of the question, Greg. That's on the table, really. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Please just move. Here's the final clip I have in this compilation. Listen to what he had to say at the very end of his little sermon or press conference or whatever the hell he wants to call it. So, Lord, it, whatever is on that list of whatever on that silly paperwork. Talking about the lawsuit. Whatever we're not correct about, correct us and we'll fix it. Well, that's interesting. Didn't he just say, if what I'm going to say is misinformed, then strike me dead on this platform? That's kind of an odd thing to say after saying that, right? So he seems to recognize that there are problems or that there could be problems or maybe he misunderstands the situation. By the way, I didn't play all the parts where he doxed this guy, but he straight up doxed this guy all through it. The guy that is the head of development something something. Basically, the guy that said you can't build on your property because it's flooding things and it's causing a huge mess in the community. You have to stop. There's a stop work order on his property right now. There have been a bunch of complaints that came through, and he doxed the shit out of the guy straight up. We want to be in compliance in the areas that are necessary, mandatory. Well, these are pretty necessary and mandatory. You're flooding the entire area and wreaking havoc on the community. Not in suggested areas of government overreach for which they have no authority. What makes him think they have no authority? They're suing him. Of course they have authority to do this. There is one more kind of disturbing part. Listen to what he has to say. This is actually near the beginning of his talk, but it should kind of crystallize exactly how he views the situation and how he thinks others view him. They're trying to drain our money. This is an unconstitutional behavior against a local house of worship. And there's not one church in this town that would stand for it. But when we don't stand for it, we're the Jim Jones Kool-Aid drinking bad guys all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. You are the Jim Jones Kool-Aid drinking bad guys. I hope I've established that through this whole video. This guy, honestly, seems like that that's where it's headed. Truthfully. I'm not joking. I don't revel in that. In fact, I don't even want that, really. I want the guy to relocate desperately. But I seriously worry that he's not going to and is going to end up like this again. Several hours later, a fire broke out. This far out in the country without fire hydrants. Yeah. Please, Greg, relocate. For everybody's own good, please. If you think the state will not come in with tanks and helicopters, you're mistaken, bud.
I've been studying destructive religions and cults long enough to know that it does not end well when cult leaders ride this into the ground. It does not end well. This is just one example, this Waco thing, in a long line of examples of a cult refusing to follow laws and regulations and rules in a society and paying the price for it. You know, the thing about cults is they don't usually fit into society exactly right. Almost never. Jehovah's Witnesses are very much outcasts in society. In fact, they have even paid the legal price in many situations for not fitting into society well. You know, they were jailed. They were arrested and jailed for not saying the Pledge of Allegiance, which, in my opinion, is a righteous cause. That's a good thing. Fight to have rights. There are countries around the world where military service is mandatory. You must serve in the military, and that's against the rules for Jehovah's Witnesses. You can't do that. So Jehovah's Witnesses have intentionally told their people to purchase cards, like bribe you know, members of the military to write fake cards saying that they did serve in the military even though they didn't. They usually don't quite fit into society right. Most cults don't. Usually with cults, they, they go one of two ways. Either they find a way to adapt for the most part, they find some way to roughly fit in, or they move to an area, a compound, where they can do what they want and they don't have to live in society. Jonestown is an actual location where the People's Temple purchased property outside the United States in South America, just north of Brazil, I believe. And they all flew there. There were like thousands of people who went there. I think maybe 900 or something like that, actually. And they lived there until the very end, till the bitter end. The People's Temple did not fit into society right. And they moved to get out. Greg Locke has tried to move to a new area where he could have his church and everything else. And he feels like he's being harassed by the government when in reality, he no, he's costing everybody around him massive amounts of money. And he needs to move to an area that's built for that kind of thing or create a compound that's completely self-sustaining and far away from neighbors. That's going to have to be his only option. Either embrace it, work within society, or separate from society completely. Those are his two options. He's at a crossroads. Now, Waco, Texas chose option number three. Try to live in and be part of society, but refuse to follow its rules. That's the option Greg Locke is trying to choose right now. And it didn't end well for Waco, Texas. It's not going to end well for Greg Locke either. I wish the best for everybody there. I don't wish death on anybody. I hope they all make it out of this okay, but he is steering them right into a tree right now. Interesting fact of the Waco siege, the Branch Davidians started it in order to make it a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? I didn't hear about that. That didn't surprise me at all. To It wouldn't surprise me to learn that. Yeah, the Branch Davidians, especially David Koresh, had real deep problems, dude. Real deep problems as people. And... David Koresh was doing some really questionable stuff with kids, from my to my knowledge. And they still defend the guy to this day. I was just talking to Drake Eldritch about this earlier. They still defend him. They still believe that he was the new messiah and he was, knew what he's doing and all this other crazy stuff, man. 
if Greg Locke's getting raided, he'll hear a much different go, 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 while his congregation says no, no, no. Oh, absolutely, Pat in the chat, 100%. Yeah, there's a go, go, go guy in the background who yells that for some weird reason. I don't know why. It makes no sense to me, but he thinks they're not going to do it. He thinks the government isn't going to, like, force him to fit into society or leave. That's what the government has always done. Fit into society or get out. That's the rule. That That's the law. Fit in or leave. Most cults choose to leave if they're truly destructive, really, really bad. Some of them try to fit in, but it doesn't ever fit quite right. So we'll see what Greg Locke chooses to do. Rose Red R10, I study the Salem witch trials amateurly, but I look intensively into this event. The behaviors and paranoia Greggy boys show here are an extremely similar to how prominent figures acted during the trial. Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Greg Locke is obsessed with witches, believes there are witches around every corner. This is exactly how the Salem witch trials played out, exactly like this. This is the origin of the term witch hunt, this exact mindset right here. I don't know what he thinks he's doing, but it's not going to end well, whatever it is. He's not going to fit into society if he keeps going down this road. doesn't seem like he wants to. So it's going to end badly, or he's going to sever his ties with society entirely. And either way, that's a bad ending, in my opinion. He'll never sever his ties to society completely, because that's how he brings in new members. He doesn't want to live alone on his own in the woods. If he wanted to live on his own in the woods and do his thing with his congregation, like Jehovah's Witnesses do at Bethel, or the Branch Davidians did at Waco, or the People's Temple did at Jonestown, he would be fine. Go off on your own, buy a piece of property that's far away from anybody else where you live and your congregants come visit or whatever and separate yourself from the county and the society and everybody. He doesn't want that. He wants the benefit that society gives, the police directing traffic for him and paying overtime, YouTube and Twitter and Rumble and everybody else hosting his video services and sending them out to everybody. He wants all the benefits that come with society, but he doesn't want to pay it back. He doesn't want to contribute to society or follow society's rules. That's really the hang-up here. Add this to my super chat, including using the supernatural world as evidence. Oh, absolutely. Claiming that like they got a message from the supernatural world or whatever else. Yeah, 100%. You're right. This is playing out exactly the same way. He's just spiraling now, and it's really sad to see. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere, and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.